You're listening to media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. We are a multi-generational, Jesus-centered community of Scripture, faith, and grace located in Tallahassee, Florida, on the campus of Florida State University. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. We hope that the next few moments are a time when God speaks into your life by the power of His Holy Spirit about His Son, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three and One who comes to give us a deeper experience of the bread of life. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. Okay, you, you knew that one. Isn't that funny? Um, well, so, so this morning I, I asked my girls to, to tell me their favorite jokes, and, and I'll probably slaughter them, but, but here we go. So um, uh, here, here's one um, from Cricket. Knock, knock. Who's there? Dwayne. Dwayne. Hurry up and pull the Dwayne plug. The bathtub is filling up. <laughs> to which then Tempest added hers. Uh, knock, knock. Pain. Pain. (laughs) My pain is filling up the bathtub with blood. Tempest has a little dark sense of humor. Those are kind of different. And, and then you, you have some, some other jokes. Uh, here, here's some, some good ones. Um, uh, so, uh, three scientists go out into the field in order to shoot a deer. The biologist sees a deer, shoots, misses it by five feet. A chemist goes out, shoot, uh, look, sees the same deer, Shoot, misses it by five feet in the other direction. The statistician comes up and says, we got him! Blake thinks it's funny. There's all sorts of jokes that are out there. And all sorts of jokes that, that we kind of get. We, some, sometimes we get the joke, sometimes we don't. They, they, there's some jokes that, that you have to kind of know a little bit of something in order to sort of understand the joke. You know, there, there's some jokes that are, that are like science jokes. There's some jokes that are inside jokes. Um, uh, there, there are some jokes that, that are, you know, somebody says and we kind of laugh along with it. And we, we kind of go, oh, why was that funny? Everybody else is laughing, so I guess I'm laughing. But what, why, why is that funny? 
And, and so the, we know that experience, that experience that we have when somebody tells a joke, and well, we, we kind of don't get the joke, but you know, and so maybe we don't laugh then, or maybe we do, maybe we kind of play along and, and we kind of go along with the joke. Yeah, all of those, those times that we have that experience of not getting the joke. And, and so there's all sorts of times in our lives where, where we don't get the joke. And today, that's a good setup for you to start to understand Jesus and the bread of life discourse. Now, you know, uh, being very clear about this, I'm not saying that the word of God is a joke. But I'm saying that some of the same communication ideas that are in a joke are found here in what Jesus is doing with the Bread of Life Discourse. That what Jesus is doing is he's communicating to some people that are not getting the joke. They're, they're not kind of putting things together in the right way. And so what we're going to do throughout this, this sermon series is we're going to sort of walk through this Bread of Life Discourse. And, and we're going to walk through what people get, what people don't get, and, and kind of show you those things and then have that apply to your life so that you you can get the joke so so that you can understand the deeper level of what's going on here so that you can go oh that's what's happening because that's what happens in a joke when somebody tells a joke they're telling you something that is not on the surface level most jokes if you hear them simply on the surface level they're not funny but the reason that you laugh is because you understand what's going on on the deeper level. You understand what's going on on the second level or the third level or the fourth level even sometimes. And so that's what's happening. So here we are. We're jumping in to John 6. And uh, for those of you that have been kind of tracking along with us here, we're still in the same story arc. Even though we've switched gospels, we're still kind of in the same place. And so what has happened recently is uh, that... We have had Jesus feed the 5,000. There's this group of 5,000 men that he has fed with five loaves and two fish, and they go, whoa, that's great. There's 12 baskets left over. It's fantastic. And what, what John's gospel tells us that Mark's gospel didn't tell us, what John's gospel tells us is that then they, they experience that miracle, and they try to make him king by force. <laughs> now, how you do that, I have no idea. Um, but Jesus isn't having it. He's, he's like, peace out. You're not doing that to me. I'm going up to a mountain to pray and talk to my father. And I'm going to send my disciples off to the other side of the lake. And so that's where we, we jump in today. And they're like, okay, well, we see that the boat is gone. And uh, how did Jesus get over to the other side? Well, they saw the disciples get in the boat, but they didn't see Jesus get in the boat. And so maybe they're like, oh, maybe he was wearing, you know, the, those Groucho Marx uh, glasses and, and mustache, um, uh, which probably wouldn't work for him because he probably had a beard. But glasses would have been weird. And so, so they're, they're like, how did you get here? And, and he doesn't tell them, well, how I got here was that I walked on water and I scared my disciples. Ah! But instead, what he tells them is, well, he doesn't tell them anything, really. He, he just says, he, he, he needles them about why they're following him. He, he goes, the reason that you are coming after me is because you ate your fill of the loaves, not because you saw the sign, to which we kind of go, 
Well, if they ate their fill of the loaves, then they saw the sign, Jesus. That isn't that what that's all about. Yeah. John is confusing, by the way. If you want a gospel that will just melt your brain, John is the one to go to. And, and so you've got Jesus here not answering the question, and, and he's pointing out something, and this gets into a discourse, what, what it means that there's a discourse. So in the Gospel of John, you have basically kind of two things that are polar opposites that are kind of going around each other, and they are signs and discourses. So signs are miracles, but it's not every miracle that's a sign. So when Jesus kind of walks across water, that's not a sign. Because a sign is something that is specifically put out there as a miracle for you to understand Jesus is God. And then a discourse is not a thing that Jesus does in order to get you to understand that he is God. A discourse is something that Jesus says in order for you to understand that he is God. So this is a discourse. This is Jesus talking to people and saying, this is who I am and who I am is God. And so when they come up to him and they say, hey, how did you get here? And he says, what you are doing is you are following me not because you saw the sign. Because seeing the sign is like getting the joke. And they're not getting the joke. Seeing the sign is seeing the thing that happens, the miracle thing, and going, okay, from that, I can go, all right, he did a miracle. Oh, he must be God. But what they're saying is, he did a miracle. I want more food. Which is not seeing the sign. You know, it's like when you're driving down the highway and you look at one of those green signs. What you're not supposed to do is to look at that and go, isn't that beautiful? That shade of green, the font that they chose to use, it's so exquisite. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to go, oh, it's another 46 miles to Orlando. That's what you're supposed to do with a sign. You're supposed to interpret a sign. You're supposed to understand a sign. You're supposed to go, okay, that's what this means. And that's what these people are not doing. They, they don't get the sign. And uh, that kind of shows up in the rest of their conversation with Jesus. And, uh, but before we get there, we, we're kind of like, oh, those poor primitive people. Yeah, because uh, to us, that seems bananas. Because we're, we're like, you know, if I put on the sign out there, yeah, free bread inside, uh, regardless that there's not many people on campus right now, but even if, if there were a lot of people on campus right now, if I put free bread inside, we might get a few people, maybe, but it, it's not a big draw for us. You know, if we were a Panera and I put free bread inside, then maybe. But even then, people would be kind of skeptical, and I don't know, free bread sounds creepy. If we said, you know, if we put the same sign out there that said, free money inside, oh, we might get a few people then. 
as somehow like you know free gift cards or or, or something then, then may, maybe we'd get a few more and maybe if we put something out there that that hit other people's felt needs you know like if we put a sign out there that said um you know come inside and we'll match you up with a boyfriend or girlfriend but then maybe people would come in although they might be kind of like i don't know if I trust you. But, but here's the thing. Here is, so, so the thing is, is, don't get hung up on the bread. What Jesus is doing is Jesus is talking about how these people are looking for something that will fulfill their felt need. So whatever felt need that is for you, you can just substitute that for bread here. So whatever that is for you, maybe it's a job for you, and you're like, hey, I really need a job. Okay, then that's your substitute for bread, and that's what you would go to Jesus, and you would go, hey, Jesus, I would like a job. I would like more job. You got me one job, I would like another one. Or, or maybe it is a relationship, and, and maybe that's what you're looking to Jesus for. Uh, maybe it's something else. But the issue at hand here is that sometimes we go to God and we, we take what he gives us, but we don't see it as a sign. Sometimes we go to God and we go, hey, hey God, I, I, you know, I'd really like for you to heal my cancer. That's a pretty big thing, right? And he does it. And then we go back to him and we're like, I'd like to continue that, being free of cancer. But somewhere in there, sometimes some people kind of get lost in, hey, God isn't just this thing that's given me stuff. God isn't this thing that's giving me wealth and health and food and all of the stuff that I need for this bodily life, but rather God is giving me those things in order to tell me Something about who he is. And so when we give thanks to God for putting food on our plate, or we give thanks to God for giving us a job, or we give thanks to God for curing an illness, or we give thanks to God for all of the things that we can give thanks to God for, because he does provide those things just like Jesus did provide the food for the 5,000, We're meant to look a little deeper. We're meant to look into that juicy hamburger and go, God, not only do I thank you for this juicy hamburger with its delicious melted cheddar cheese and the fries that are out of this world right next to it and just the right amount of ketchup, But in this, I see a God who not only wants to provide for me, but who cares about my delight and who wants me to rejoice in the things that he has created for my use. Oh, that's a good Thanksgiving. A bad Thanksgiving is, hey, God, thanks for the fries. Got any more ketchup? And that's where we're at in this Bread of Life discourse. 
is that these people aren't getting who Jesus is. And that shows when they sort of continue to ask these questions. And so Jesus comes back at them and he says, hey, you know, th this, is, um, uh, th this is just about you following me for those things. And then they say, well, uh, so all right, Jesus, you just sort of went off the reservation there. But the last thing that you said, which is usually the most important thing in, in most conversations, the last thing that you said was something about the works of God. And so uh, how do we do the works of God? Because they're kind of like, you know, they're sort of figuring out this is a payment structure. This is like, all right, what do we have to do in order to continue to get the bread, Jesus? And Jesus is like, oh, you dummies. This is not about you doing works. This is not the works of God, meaning like the works that you do in order to get the stuff. This is about the work of God. That God is working in and through you by the power of his Holy Spirit in order to give you life. And so they kind of missed the joke there too. They ask him some other questions. They, they then start quoting scripture back to him, but it, you can tell by the way that they're quoting it back to him that they don't get it. Yeah, they, this is like when somebody tells a joke that they don't understand, and then they sort of tumble into it, and they go, well, oh, well, um, you know, um, uh, Moses gave us manna, and they quote some scripture, and there's a he in there, and the he is supposed to be God, but they're attributing it to Moses, and Jesus is like, oh, you guys are making my head hurt. Because Moses isn't the one who gave the bread. God is the one who gave the bread. This is not a system where, where you know, somehow this is all about the sort of fancy leader who's in front of everything. And yet, there's kind of an interesting parallel in those two things to the church today. Because in, in the church today, we, we, we kind of get into some of those mistakes as well. And, and uh, you know, we, we sort of uh, miss the mark when, when it comes to understanding what those things are all about. Because, you know, so often we can turn church into uh, one thing or another. We, we can turn church either into, hey, isn't this good work stuff that I'm doing? And so then we start to understand church as like, oh, well, hey, I'm, I'm coming to um, church and that takes some effort on my part. I have to wake up and eat breakfast and you know, do some other stuff in order to be here. Well, that's work. So shouldn't God, you know, sort of give me a kudos. And then when I go out to uh, eat that hamburger after church, then I go, thank you, Lord, for giving me the ability to get up and go to church. And now you are rewarding me with this hamburger. Because then God goes, hi, you dummy. But, but the other thing that we do is we make it about kind of the experience. We make it about the, the show. We make it about the, the staff. We make it about the other people in the room. And so that happens when we go, hey, I went to this really inspiring worship service. Now, don't get me wrong. Worship service, I think, should be fun. It should be, it should be a good time because we're receiving the gifts of God. But when we make 
that the thing that we're judging, when we make that thing the main thing, where we're like, well, I am here for the greatest sermon in the world, or I'm here for the band, or I'm here for, to listen to Adam, even though Adam is really good. We can miss the mark because we start making it about the Moseses instead of making it about God. And that's where Jesus ends this little section about the bread of life with something that's very challenging to the people that are listening to this. And that challenging thing is he says, I am the bread of life. Now to us, we're like, okay, why is that challenging? Well, the reason that that's challenging is because I am sounds a lot like the Hebrew Yahweh. And the Hebrew Yahweh means God. It's God's personal name. And so when Jesus says, I am, in Greek, it's ego eimi. When Jesus says that, he's making a very clear, sort of really obvious hint. He's kind of telling a joke that you're supposed to get the second level on. I am the bread of life. And so what he's saying there isn't that, hey, I'm, I'm the bread of life. I'm the person who dispenses the bread that you've been eating. He's saying, I'm the bread of, the, uh, bread of life. I'm the thing that gives you what you need. I'm the thing that on the deeper level, when you look at the signs and the discourses of what I'm telling you about, I am telling you that I am the thing that you need, just as those people needed bread, just like you need a job, just like you need something to happen in your life, just like you're praying to God for whatever that felt need is, you can replace Jesus's I am the bread of life with I am the whatever your felt need is because that's what Jesus is telling you. It's what he was telling those people. It's telling no matter what your felt need is, no matter what that thing is that you're screaming out from the inside about, that that's just a fraction of what Jesus is providing you because Jesus is providing you with all of life. Not just food, not just relationship, not just community, not just a roof over your head, not just some extra money, not just whatever it is, but he is providing you with everything through the forgiveness of your sins. Because he is the punchline to the joke. He is the thing that you receive both in its surface level and in its deeper level. And we experience that in communion when we have that thing that's just at its surface level. We taste it. We feel it in our mouth. But we know that there's something deeper there too. 
Same thing happens when we read scripture, when we see the words on the page and there's surface level stuff there, but there's deeper stuff there. Same thing happens when we're baptized, where we know that that water is right there on its surface level, but there's something deeper that's happening that's including us into God's kingdom. Because Jesus is the bread of life. He's the everything. He's the surface level and the deeper level. And he has come into this world to die on a cross and raise from a tomb so that he can give you the everything. Amen. Thank you for listening to this media from University Lutheran Church and Student Center. To learn more and to get connected to other resources, please visit universitylutheranchurch.org. If you would like to financially support more media from University Lutheran, please visit our website and click the Give Now button, which will enable you to engage in the Christian discipline of giving tithes and offerings to God through His church. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up His face upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Oh, Lord,